Welcome to our podcast, A Moment at Home. This is Scotty. And this is Kristen. We're still in quarantine. Here in our home. So it's been longer than a moment. Definitely more than a moment, but we are making it. Surviving. Without sports, may I say. And the sports world is crying out for sports. Guys like me, I don't even watch Major League Baseball, but I'd love to watch a Major League Baseball game, and I don't even watch it until the playoffs. I am tired of hearing about all of the what-ifs that could happen in the NFL because nobody has anything else to talk about except for the draft. Yes, I love the draft. I'm a big Bengals fan, so hopefully this is going to work out really well for us. It just gets – it's too much. You know, there's nothing else on ESPN except NFL draft what-ifs and – scenarios and this could play out this way i don't even know i don't even know how anything could play out because there's so many what ifs well one of the most special things about quarantine is our dogs are looking at us what are you guys doing here still yet (laughs) yeah they're not used to that they're not they're not used to all this human interaction they love it they sit and look at us they don't loathe it but yet they seem to love it and they're confused very confused and we have two incredible dogs we've got one that's about three and a half years old by the name of bruce who is a beautiful he is a beautiful german shepherd and will do anything we tell him to do he is a people pleaser he is and he will cry if he can't get to you because if you visit us he He thinks you're here for him exactly exactly and then we added this new creature to our home let's talk about how we ended up with these dogs okay so let's rewind let's go back a moment in time here when our son was i guess he was three years old or so we got our first pet really our first pet that we kept because there was this dog another story for another day that we had for like four days and i just couldn't handle it when he was a baby so we end up with this cat and fat cat and scotty never really saw himself as a cat person so we end up with this cat and then ethan who had a speech delay and didn't have very many words really that he could say intelligibly names this cat chin and it wasn't an asian hairless cat like he was huge i mean he he our neighbor used to trap bobcats and i used to tease him and say hey if you see our cat outside don't trap it like it's not a wild animal it's our cat because he was massive and he would talk to me he and he became scotty's cat like he was super attached to scotty and got when i say this cat was huge how much did he weigh he was 22 23 pounds he's 23 pounds he was ginormous but he was the coolest animal and you know he's no longer with us what going on two years i guess two years now going on two years so or just just two years back in february when i would talk to this cat this cat would try to talk back to me they communicated we communicated and this cat didn't talk to no one else it was weird definitely a cat but he loved ethan this cat was more like a dog we used to say that he was like a dog cat because he had the personality of a dog you know cats typically shy away from your company uh, not this one. He was literally in your face. Like he would be in your lap, in your face, 
and he just loved people so so we have this cat this cat passed away and we were kind of like no more animals we got too attached to that one it was too hard when he died we're not doing this anymore so one day rewind three and a half years ago yes and uh, we're invited to a church member's house for christmas dinner so we go to their house and the next thing i know ethan is coming to me with this puppy in his arms and says hey mom can we keep him and then we had bruce so we that night we left christmas dinner and came back with a puppy a 70 pound german shepherd really fit very healthy but believes he is a lap dog which is unfortunate when you're only five feet tall like me and he absolutely is a joy to have and listens to everything we say but he's very the only time he becomes aggravating is when we have company over Mm -hmm. so we have this dog and of course you know we've mentioned how we're not here a whole lot so scotty gets this bright idea that we should get another dog and because bruce needed a friend you know he needed to be connected to something besides us everybody needs connected yeah well he apparently believed it so much that he talked to me about this dog and i said i don't think we need two dogs we're not here enough for the one dog we have you know it's kind of like having two kids you know one kid it's easy to find a babysitter for but when you have two and then you have three it's you know kind of divide and conquer it's a lot easier to ask for forgiveness so permission yes as he says so one day he facetimes me from his vehicle and says i have a confession and i said what because i'd already said no no more dogs and he says there's a dog in the back of my car and i'm on my way home and her name is luna and luna short for lunatic luna is so much better with company and so much better with other qualities but she doesn't listen well she is the most hard-headed animal i've ever seen in my life i decided just the other day that you know we had the cat that was like a dog i feel like this is a dog that's kind of like a cat and i don't it's just really strange her mannerisms are so weird and what kind of dog is she again she is a mix between a type of shepherd and an airedale terrier i believe russian shepherd right dutch 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 shepherd dutch shepherd and an airedale looks like an airedale does not shed and from what i've been told terriers are stubborn animals and it's really obvious that she has terrier because she is absolutely the most hard-headed thing i've ever seen in my life but when she wants you she's right in your face she puts her face literally on your chin and will not take no for an answer no and like you know you're in the kitchen and you're cooking and she's just like laying in the middle of the floor with no concept of oh i'm in your way let me move no you just have to trip over and she's she's still there but when we first get home she really desires to connect with us and during quarantine, there's one thing I've learned that I long to connect with some of my friends physically. I want to see them. I want to high five one of the guys. And we've not been able to do those types of things. And I'm seeing that people's really wanting to connect, whether it's through groups or church or work. And people are actually wanting to go back to work. 
they bet you they would thought they would never say that because mm-hmm. some people hates their jobs but now they want to go to their jobs one of our homes our people who help with our homeschool ministry pulled onto the lot to pick something up from the church uh recently and her text to me was i even miss pulling onto this parking lot wow that is crazy. We live in a world that really tries to disconnect us uh, as far as from God and people and connections and relationships. The Bible calls Satan is the God of this world and that the world is under the influence of the evil one according to the Bible. That means that he's always trying to find a way to disconnect people from proper relationships, good relationships. That's why marriage is under attack. That's why father-son relationships, mother-daughter relationships and all kinds of other relationships are sometimes a turmoil because even though the devil may not be attacking specifically a certain area, this world is made to divide us. And God is using this time, as I've said before, of slowness down and that we may be able to focus on connecting back with God. It's funny because it's like he's using disconnection to connect people. It's really kind of strange. It's been a really awesome time seeing people get revelation in God that I've not seen get revelation in God. Mm-hmm. Uh, or people saying, God's really speaking to me, and they never spoke that language. And it's a beautiful thing as a pastor, as a shepherd, to see that because you can preach for years. And man, I wish they would just get some type of revelation or fire in their spirit. And now they're at a time that that is starting to hit in their life. But God has created us to be together. Uh, God said it wasn't good for man to be alone. So it's uh, not just for marriage when God said that. No doubt it was for marriage. But God, he created us for relationship with him. He created us to have relationship with a spouse. He created us to have relationship with others. And I believe that we're usually fighting uh, from a point of trying to keep healthy relationships. Every day is a fight spiritually as far as relationships go, and especially relationship with the Lord. And I believe we have to fight for our marriage. We have to fight for uh, the right connectivity. And also, we got to know when to walk away so we don't lose or they don't lose because sometimes things can be said when no one wins. Mm-hmm. And God wants us to come to a place of connection. You know, and the Bible talks a lot about it. The Bible specifically mentions iron sharpens iron, and that has solely to do with relationships, with friendships, and that in order for me to be who I'm supposed to be, I need people. I need to be connected, and I feel like the the, the devil knows that, that in order for me to be my best me, I need you, and I need my friends, and I need my church people. So it's through relationships that that Satan attacks. And we've said many times that that if if the devil wants to destroy the church, and he does, the Bible says that the enemy roams about like a roaring lion seeking whom he, whom he may devour, he's going to start with the family. He's going to start with relationships. And I can't be who I need to be without the people in my life. And the devil knows that. The devil's not going to pick a time in our life that everything's just really great. He's going to wait for a moment of frustration. Mm-hmm. And he uses the frustration to drive a wedge into relationships. It's not that he's looking at the best season of your life. No, he waits until frustration. And then when frustration sets in, that's when he begins to act upon it. 
And that's we need to understand when we're frustrated that we are more open and susceptible to an attack from mm-hmm. the enemy. And that's just a piece of wisdom that we should protect ourselves and cover ourselves with prayer and our family when frustrating moments are coming and pick our battles. Uh, and to keep our eyes open. Yeah. Like a lot of times we get so stuck on the person, you know, that we're frustrated with and don't recognize the attack that it's not the person that in reality we're frustrated with that our true frustration should be with the one who's trying to come between that relationship so true sometimes we want to blame a person but sometimes it's the spirit uh, of the enemy uh, using someone manipulating someone or that they're allowing the enemy to use them even and uh, relationships is should not be selfish it's more than just you and it's more than just you and jesus but it's you, Jesus, and others. My relationship with God, I can't look at Kristen and say, it's just between me and the Lord. No, it's between me and the Lord and her because we're married and God's involved in our marriage and we've become one. So we have to look at things from that aspect or from the eye view of God, if you will. Yeah, because I think that once, I was at a concert one time and um, it was a group that doesn't exist anymore, Paul Coleman Trio. I don't yes. know if you remember. Yes. And at that concert, there was a little girl, and she was on her daddy's shoulders. And Paul Coleman stops the concert, points to that little girl, and talks about how sometimes we have to climb on our daddy's shoulders to to see things from the right perspective. And I feel like that's the way that we are with the Lord sometimes, is that we are so bound by can't see the forest for the trees kind of deal. And sometimes we just have to climb on his shoulders to be able to see things from the perspective of the Lord because that's the perspective that matters. And when you see it the way that he intends you to see it, things kind of come together and make more sense, I think. I believe the way we get on daddy's shoulders, our father, is through worship. Mm -hmm. Take a moment and go to the presence of God, spend time with God, and that'll elevate you to the mountain that you need to be at so you can see things from his perspective things are never as bad as they seem they're not as bad as what you could possibly think because god can take you above all that and it's just a great thought to take and it's hard to see worship or think worship and frustration and attacks and disconnection but maybe we need to take a time and go ahead and close out in prayer today and i want to ask Kristen to pray over us jesus we thank you that that you give us fresh eyes and Lord, I pray for every single person that may be listening that whatever the situation is that the, is in front of them right now, that you help them to see it from your perspective, to see it from your angle, because we know that, that we need you and we need to see things with your eyes. And Lord, that's the only way things make sense sometimes. So God, I pray you reach down wherever they are right now and that you meet that need whatever it may be we thank you that you are with us and that no matter how alone we feel or how disconnected we may feel sometimes that we are never disconnected from you that you are always right there for us and we thank you for that we thank you for your faithfulness to us and we thank you for your mercy and your love in jesus name amen